0: Hello. Can anyone around here speak basketball? There it
1: is.
2: It's the Confederacy of Dunks with Kevin Douse and Freddie Rivas. Hello. Afternoon, afternoon, Frederick. How are you, Matt? Oh, I'm okay. You know, you ready for this? I think I am you ready for fucking this. fucking ready or what? I'm feeling unhinged and... Uh, yeah, you're like twitching like crazy Yeah, right I'm, now. I'm
3: bugging out pretty hard, but... um, Roger Rabbit over here. I got some beautiful basketball minds on the podcast, so I <clears> think... <throat> I'm just going to start introducing them and uh, I got a million questions. If you are a fan of the NBA... It will not be covered today. Uh, We will only be covering the Raptors. Uh, Sure, there will be some NBA side tangents, but we're going in deep. This is a Raptors post-mortem. Hailing uh, from Calgary, I think. (laughs) I was going to say from LA. He's in LA right now. Uh, Very, very, very funny guy. Uh, Recently came out with an album. I'll make him plug that again at the end of the episode. Super positive about all things Raptors, I am sure. (laughs) Give it up uh, in your homes for Will Weldon. Hey, guys, what's up? Will Weldon coming hot in your (laughs) earbuds. Whoa, that was like that's Will on a skateboard right there.
0: That's a pretty rad. Like, I feel I'm, I'm coming in hot because I feel absolutely 100% vindicated for everything I have been saying over the past year.
3: Okay. Uh, that's a, it's a nice humble start. I'm sure we'll, uh, I'm sure we'll get to the, we'll cross those vindications off one by one. Um my brother, I think he uh, recently shaved part of his face because right now we just got a mustache. Uh, you'll see it in the Instagram photo. He loves the Raptors. Uh, very passionate guy. Give it up in your homes for Thomas Rivas.
1: <laughs> oh, this is the song I dance to outside right after the sweep.
3: That's a, pretty, that's a pretty happy song to dance to
1: I'm after a sweep. to get away and <laughs> <back>. Sure, yeah. <laughs> um, Hey, it's me, Freddie's brother. Um, what's up? Pretty sad stuff, right? <laughs> yep, yep, for sure. Um, <laughs> this guy has been on the podcast
3: once, twice, I think once. Uh, yep. Awesome oh. dude, uh, mega basketball fan, super hilarious. Give it up in your homes for Yawa Tua.
4: Oh, yeah, right. His song is like yeah, uh, uh, LSD on the okay. beat. Yes. This was my theme song last time I'm on. It is now officially my theme song, isn't
2: yeah. it? <laughs> Absolutely. This is not my mood, though. No, <laughs> no summer vibes here. What, no.
4: What's that
3: song? Is uh, that like Beach Buzz? Beach Buzz? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that what it is. Summer vibes.
4: <laughs> summer vibes. Summer vibes. I think it's it's good. Uh, it, <laughs> yeah. It's good th- because I have some hot takes and I'm a little pissed off with some people. Good. And good. So, like it. Well, we're um, all
2: fired up.
3: I'm sure we all got a got not a lot the people of people. People You know what? I, I'm going to just do a little ground rule for for this particular episode. I'm sure we're all going to be spewing all sorts of negativity. Okay. Ooh, not, and you know what? Not I'm much. not I'm not going to be trying to rein anyone in, but try and keep your negativity constructive in terms of like if you're like trade the core, have some suggestions. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. Right? Thank you. Thank you. Know, you know, maybe you're not there. Who knows? We'll see. Maybe 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 someone has a super silver lining to this whole thing. Maybe not. Um, Matt, would you give me a big old sting for the raps?
2: All right, guys. Good luck.
1: Thanks,
3: Matt. (laughs) Matt just left and he's (laughs) buck naked. (laughs) Um, (laughs) that was a weird joke. (laughs) Okay. Uh, yeah, let's start with you. Okay. Um, Dwayne Casey, uh, I don't know if it's official yet, but it looks like all reports are indicating that the Raptors are going to let him go. Um, We lost real bad. We had a wonderful season. Um, But uh, people need blood when something this bad happens. They need a fall guy. They do. Uh, Maybe there's going to be more than one fall guy. Well, we'll get to that. But it appears the very first fall guy is Dwayne Casey. So... My question to you is, um, not so much is that fair, because I don't think a lot of things in sports are fair, no. but um, should you should he be the fall guy? Should there be more than one fall guy?
4: <laughs> this is a little difficult because it's... I don't... Listen, no, the early reports suggest that that's what they're th- leaning towards. Right. And I don't think that will actually happen. First of all, no moves should be made until we figure out where the hell LeBron James is going because that like kind of like dictates how the East is going to fall. Uh, Because I feel like, the, I really feel like that's the only team that kind of like gets us out of our groove, but it is so hard to find a good coach and it is so right. hard for him to shift culture the way he did. And he just, right. listen, he's a carpenter. He has a bunch of tools and you might not have the right tools, but you have the right carpenter you don't, you don't switch out like your carpenter just because you feel like you have the fancy enough tools. Do you know what I mean? This metaphor is going to fall. I know. Me. I. You I, really I, I mean, it. it's pretty. I soft. feel
3: like I'm mostly with you. Just a quick follow up question for because I've I'm, I was a bit more positivity than I was expecting. Yeah. Uh, how would you feel when you put Bebe in the game? And
4: I feel like scored he scored ten the... points in a row. <laughs> like he, I feel like he coaches like textbook. There's a like. There's a way. Right. There's NBA way of co- like, Perfect for the playoffs. Yeah. There's an NBA yeah. way of coaching, and there's, like, the, like, quote, unquote, right way to coach. Like, you roll with the guys who are hottest, but the NBA right. way of coaching is you always put your star player in at the end of the game, right? No matter how cold he is, you still drop the play. You live and die about your best player. Uh, so, like, for example, uh, in game three, keeping DeMar on the bench and losing by two, and then everyone jumping on him. Uh-huh. And, like, on, on paper, that's the right move. If it was at high school, that would be the right move to do. Right. Uh, in the NBA, everyone's kind of criticizing it. Like, you're not rolling with your t- your best players, but your best player was kind of cold that day. Right. Uh, so, I think he did a lot this year. I think the city of Toronto is a little impatient. If you're calling it for the coach after Really? The game, th- the city of Toronto.
1: You might want to step that back. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
4: yeah maybe you should
3: walk back that a uh, bunch of, uh, yeah. pathetic people who only know losing and reacting and freaking out at all this.
4: Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry that I'm, I'm reacting to things that I keep seeing. Um, I need to change my perspective. No, I feel like it's really hard to get a good NBA coach. Uh, there are not a lot of coaches I'd want. The only other coach that I'm a big fan of just got hired. Tizzo just got hired by the, by the Knicks. Uh, as much as like some people are calling for Jerry Stackhouse. Wait, did
3: did David Fisdale get hired by the Knicks? Yeah.
4: Oh, that's kind of big. Yeah. I, I didn't. Was that today? What he got announced. Oh, you're
3: wow. the host of the show. <laughs> I know, but that that's still a new one, guys. I was running <laughs> around a lot today.
4: Yeah. No, he got announced today. He got oh, announced wow. as official, and it's really hard to find like someone that knows kind of like a culture change and grid. and right isn't a, like kind of does a lot of the right things. Listen, a lot of people are calling for coach. There's no good replacement. They're just like get rid of them. We'll just deal with it or, as it comes, or get Stackhouse, who is an unpro- who's unproven. And I, I keep thinking about all the player coaches that have been out there, uh-huh. um, with the exception of Steve Kerr and Mark Jackson, who I am a big fan of. I mean, look who there is. There's Luke Walton, not not a good record success. There's Isaiah Thomas, not a good record success.
3: Oh, there's a lot there. of former bad. Uh... Oh, Jason Kidd, not a yeah. good record success. Um, Will, let's uh, let's jump over to you. Um... Casey he's uh you know I I I guess yeah I guess it's not official um it really does seem to be trending that way though what's your what's your take on Casey getting fired and uh again yeah not that it's not whether it's justified but going forward do you think it's a
0: right move um first of all you can you you can hear me okay oh
3: Yeah. yeah yeah can everybody hear him
0: yes okay yeah uh, sorry, I just switched over to my PlayStation 4 headset. So, uh, nice. <laughs> well, this make, guy uh, is cool. Through, all right. uh, yeah, I think um, it, I, I mean, listen, it's, uh, I, I think, you know, I think Dwayne Casey got all he is going to get out of this team. Um, I mean, I think the team itself is like, if I'm sorry if I'm jumping the gun, but I think nope. the team itself, there's like a fundamental problem at the core that is at this point on like it cannot be solved through a coaching change or like minor personnel change I think this era of Raptors is just over and I like love Dwayne Casey I think out of everybody Dwayne Casey is one of the last people I would sort of blame for the way we tend to I totally uh, agree implode in the playoffs but like it is I think it's time to I do think it's like, let him go take a season off. I'm sure he'll be happy. And then uh, he'll probably get hired again pretty quickly. And I think Casey's going to like, have a
4: job immediately. Casey would not like, be oh, unemployed yeah. for longer than like a day or two.
3: Yeah. Oh, no, no. I mean, I I, I think like, like literally. It, unless it's like, uh, he by choice,
0: like, he, uh, he's unless it's probably like, well, going to well, win
4: coach of the year. The way I keep hearing things, he's probably, and it'd be unprecedented for a coach of the year to get fired the same year.
0: No, uh, Carl um, George Carl got fired after he won. Coaching. So is
4: that also Masai? By the way,
3: in
0: Denver, uh, I think. Or was yeah, it... I think Ooh. I think Masai had left at that point. Oh, I, oh, I, see, I see. Oh, I see. yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, but um, uh, go on. Oh well, but as for the thing of like like unproven coaches, it's like I think what's happened with Thibodeau and Van Gundy is proof that like every single coach is untested once they get hired to a new place. I mean, they made the mistake of giving Van Gundy the GM title as well, but like, well, or even like, um, Frank Vogel in Orlando, right? Like doing a terrible job there. It's like, what about Dan Tony in New York and LA? Oh yeah. And also Dan, he's an amazing coach, like coaching an incredible defense in Houston as Mm -hmm. well.
3: Yeah, no, I, I definitely think so many, uh, coaching situations, are massively contextual and people kind of treat it like each coach has their own you know kind of like untainted science lab but
4: which i i I actually agree with you like it's really it's a lot of situational things
3: yeah like casey was uh so he was a coach for what seven eight years yeah how many years was he uh on the hot seat was it every single year? <laughs> Was it every single
4: year? Yeah. You know what every, I mean. So, so how do you evaluate your? Anyways, yeah. how do you lot, increase your win total and still be in the exactly? Hot seat? Like it's really
3: strange. Um, to be,
0: but like D'Antoni,
3: well, I mean,
4: we know how. It's
0: it's the playoffs. Like we know why. It's because this team has never had a like this. This core group of Raptors has never had a dignified exit out of the playoffs. Maybe the yes. first year. Um, but other than that, they've barely really been humiliated um, well, when they, when every they games? On, years. On, on two years ago.
1: Yeah, because like
3: yes. that was like a pierced blocking Lowry. That and yeah, if, that's the closest we got to and, dignified. And, and when Brooklyn,
1: yeah. uh, I think Brooklyn, they went to the second round and got like decimated. Right? Yeah, like, we got swept uh, they, by Washington. They were an old bag of bones, and they kind of stuck it to this young <laughs> core that was like just yeah. about to like is or, or ooh, are they going to turn the
4: corner? But it's it's really funny to me, like people talking Casey. It's kind of like. If you were to fire Pat Riley in the middle of, like, Michael Jordan's run. Do you know what I mean? Like, they couldn't get past the Bulls. And, like, it'd be ludicrous to fire Pat. Lad- like, yeah. I don't think Pat Riley and Dwayne Casey on the same level because Pat Riley went there with a few championships. But still, like, New York's stuck with the same roster, mm-hmm. with the same core and the same but, team. But maybe they gave
1: him those extra years of struggling because he had come from those championships where Dwayne Casey might be running into a situation where... We have this this core that yeah, that that struggles when it gets to that point. So it's like would would a new coach come in and say you changed a big piece of of that core that can't get over the hump? Could that new coach maybe take a... So where where are you at with the case you think,
3: Tom? Sorry, were we were you done there, Will? Because I, I what I got from you was kind of that like there's a fundum. there's like, there's so many like major actual serious flaws that replacing Casey aren't going to fix, which is, uh,
4: yeah, I think, and, but
3: I
0: do, I mean, I do think it's time for him to go, but I don't think that's going to fix it. I think it's right. time for him to go because I think it is time for like this era of the Toronto Raptors to just like be over. But if, if Masai cannot get any kind of return on any of those core pieces in the roster, then a part of me is like, you might as well just bring Casey back for the last season of his.
3: Country. Right.
0: Cause like, what difference is it going to make? Um, Tom, where, where are you
3: at on, uh, on Casey, uh, getting fired or, or blamed for this, uh, playoffs.
1: Yeah. Um, I think he did like we saw in other post seasons, there was times where we were calling for his head. Cause he, he failed to adjust even with just, like inbound plays and 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 matchups, like I remember against the Brooklyn one, we had like two five second, and that was like two five second inbound calls, and mm-hmm. that was that was a big narrative. So it's like he's grown and he's adjusted, but I, I understand that huge pain that we're all feeling. Like we all get it. This pain of like we're, we got we're looking for something right now, and right. So and so it, that that that's the
3: fall guy thing. That that's where I'm kind of coming from? Like, it seems like the search to cut off a head is a bit more important than and I think, I think, yeah,
1: I think, I think, yeah. And I think you're right. And I think it's like kind of the crazy idea to switch up having a a carpenter that is doing what he's doing. But I I think Will's right too, is that they're after five years seeing this core run into this brick wall there, something's got to get tweaked to get over it. And I know like, the, the thing about it is, like, who, who are we going to tweak with the kind of money we got right now? And all, all of those players that are locked in are big time. I was
3: waiting for someone to say that. So yeah. I actually think you touched on the main reason KC is getting fired. So last year, after the embarrassment, uh, after, you know, a pretty decent season, and, uh, and you know, P.J. Tucker and Ibaka and, uh, you know, Lowry got injured again and all that kind of stuff. Um, Masai kind of doubled down but did change the system added some new assistants and that's when culture change happened the whole culture change well, what does that mean and we learned what it meant and it meant a record winning season and it was fantastic like it's like all of a sudden our our kind of like 90 style offense just got modernized and it was awesome but yeah this year you, you, he can't come out in a press conference and say words like there absolutely needs to be an action of some kind. And Casey seems to fit the bill. He seems to be the cheapest cut.
1: Well, it's like this core we there 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 is talent there. And if a, a major piece were to move and something fresh were to come in, maybe yeah. with a new coach we could ride out what we're in. Yeah. But but I, I, I'm I also He's done so well, and we've gotten better every I guess single I, year. Yeah. I
3: feel like I should have brought a Casey hater on the pod, because they're out I there. thought you... <laughs> I, I. They are. They're I,
4: out there. I, I thought I, there I was going to be somebody up here, and I was going to um, be like, and another thing. It's just, but, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: It's, it, he's just improved every single year and made adjustments, but... I don't. Know, I don't know. There's like, like the guy on the think, other team, LeBron but, uh, James. I think
4: there's like three main factors in here, and I, I think we're getting to a step a little early. Where there's there's Lowry, there's DeRozan, and there's Casey, and we can't. In theory, the definition of sanity of insanity is trying to do the same thing and expect. Sorry, did you say the definition of insanity? <laughs> Can you imagine? If I <laughs> I really hope that you did. Mm-hmm. But okay, sorry. Definition of insanity is. Doing the same thing and expecting a different result. And we're doing the same thing over, over and over. We're not doing the exact same thing, but we right. are. And when we hit Cleveland, we are. Like that team regressed in games two and four. Like absolutely positively regressed in those two games. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's bad. Um,
3: uh, <laughs> okay, so wait, wait. Let's, uh, I, I know I'm cutting you off a little bit here, but um, I, I don't want to leave Casey quite yet. So, uh, I'll, I'm going to like, cause, cause we will defend Casey. Cause um. we're, we're, we're getting to Abaco, We're getting to DeRozan. We're getting to Lowry. We're getting to everything. Um, but will I'm going to go back to you quickly, just as, as a fun thought exercise. Um, if you can replace Casey with anyone, with this current squad, um, because you know, we don't know what moves may or may not be made. Uh, who'd it be? Current squad.
0: Yes. Um, I think, uh, um, uh, Current squad, you either um, you either just promote one of the assistants to finish out the clock or you find uh, you find like a screamer and see if that works. Like you find whoever the equivalent of Doug Collins is and you just (laughs) I'm pretty sure uh... yell at them about how they suck. And see if that produces any kind of different <laughs> result.
3: Well, um, I'm pretty sure Kevin O'Neill's still available. Oh, jeez. Uh, okay, well. <laughs> I, I had an answer for this before. If anyone wants to get stabbed in the back by Kevin O'Neill with a pen, <laughs> um, you, can, you can give him the job. <laughs> I know. Um,
1: so, we should, yeah, for Will, we should hire Spreewell. Uh, he doesn't coach, but he'd come in and motivate. <laughs>
3: Wait, are you just thinking uh, that because Freewell attacked Carlissimo? That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess. Yeah, why not? Right. Um, that's uh, that's some Revis logic right there. Weird as hell. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, Will, you, you you're like, uh, we need a drill sergeant for the for for uh, as a, as a Casey replacement while we maybe like wait for a new era. Yeah. Why
0: not? Um, yeah. If you're gonna if, if you're gonna replace the coach, why not replace him with? someone totally different or you bring in if jeff van gundy is finally ready i'd just be interested to see what jeff van gundy still has uh in his tank
4: he but, might have I as mean, much as really, uh Stan. nobody <laughs> really
0: knows if he's coming back full time or if he's just working
4: with the national team a little bit um ugh, you need to see my stank face for that answer okay yeah um it's mark jackson if you're gonna replace casey you're replacing him with the oh. upgrade of the a- the The actual offense and the culture you're trying to promote is like old school Golden State before Steve Kerr took over. So a level down from Steve Kerr in theory was Mark Jackson. A level up offensively is probably Mark Jackson. And he's probably going to scream. And he's been spending a year. And he's probably the best coach available. So is isn't Tisdale. Just a serious follow-up
3: question. Yeah. Do you think he says "hands down, man down, or man down, whatever the hands hell down, man is. down"? Yeah. Do you think he <laughs> says that during practices? And do you think he says "mama"? There goes that man during practices, or even maybe like in, in an airport.
4: Listen, I'm pretty sure he says that in game after practices and in, yeah. in games that they lose. He comes hands down, man. Down. Like that's the next practice. But if you're if you're going to keep the same core and you're trying to advance with the same type of offense that you already have. Then you, the best matchup is probably Mark Jackson. You probably get someone mm. from the outside in to observe. I wouldn't want to promote from within because I feel like that's a that's like kind of a giving up. And I don't, I'm not the biggest fan of Stackhouse yet because I haven't seen anything from him, right? Um, okay, I, that's 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 so if I'm that. going if I'm going to do that, but but that's just me not being the biggest fan of replacing a coach. No, we'll get to that, we'll get that in a moment. Um, Tom.
3: Uh, is, there, is there a coach out there that uh, you like or maybe you think would fit well with this? Like, are we
1: just picking squad? anybody? Uh, People that are pick, available. Pick, pick a real. Oh, okay. Person. I don't yeah. even
3: know who's available. <laughs>
4: not maybe, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like... maybe not
3: Grimace
4: from McDonald's. So. <laughs> okay. There's like Vogel, yeah. there's Stan Van Gundy, there's Jeff Van Gundy. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, who's getting just Jason Kidd? <laughs> I don't know. I can't think of Who's no, the guy like... who keeps coming back to life from Game of Thrones, Baron D'Arna,
3: whatever? <laughs> yeah.
1: Him? You can't choose him.
3: Uh, I'd take Steve Kerr. Okay,
1: he's fucking coaching.
3: Okay, yeah. but you know, no, no, no. Like, who, who's a coach that exists? That's a real
4: person that you would take. Just Becky Hammond Um, uh, yeah, Becky Hammond Sweet, I would take something like that. That'd be so fresh. That would be fresh. I would love to see her get a head coaching job. Apparently, she's up for the Milwaukee Bucks job. I know. Uh, actually, great. What? Well, we'll take it.
1: See you later, Dwayne. Um, Becky's in. She's a champion. So, someone, yeah.
4: Someone that comes from Pop System that, like, literally will be like, I need to prove everything. Don't talk to me. I hate you all. That might be.
1: That would actually maybe be a good fit. Did
3: Coach Bud reland? I know he's been interviewing with teams, uh,
4: but uh, Buttonholzer, he's leaving Atlanta. He spoke with Phoenix, oh, okay. but so then decided to... not to take the job. I think he's staying in Atlanta. Okay.
3: Um, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna spice this one up a little bit. Spice it up. You want to who should coach the Raptors starting next year? Who? Sam Hinkie. <laughs> He's a GM, sure. <laughs> what? You bring in Sam Hinkie. Sam Hankey. You bring in Sam Hinkie, and he just starts, like basically, if someone's healthy, he'll tell them not to play. You know what I mean? He'll he like he dismantled the roster from 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 the ground up. No, no, I think uh, for me, it's actually <laughs> Becky Hammond, and I do think that. Um, Stackhouse is a risk, but there's some kind of familiarity with the organization. And I do think he's done some kind of progressive cool stuff with the nine Oh five. Mind you, obviously it's a total different story, but I do think as a player, he's someone who's going to garner a lot of respect. Like this guy has scoring records, 60 point games. So I think that there's a lot there as far as like goodwill.
4: There's some goodwill
3: there. I, uh, again, this is a pretty speculative question um, Again, we, we got so much to get through uh, Tom, I'm going to start with you on this one um, Is basketball trauma real? Uh, how do the rap shake <laughs> off this scar tissue? Oh my god Or is it scar tissue and that's the whole thing You can get rid of it
1: um, It seems like basketball trauma is real People really, I, I lo- yeah I love just sports And, and, and people watching We're uh, part of some fun groups And Seems like yeah, people really take it a a bit harder than they need to be. Uh, It was great. That's the good thing about sports. If if you're winning, I say enjoy it up, Uh, like live in the moment. It'd be great. Uh, If you're losing, it's a great thing to remind yourself it's a basketball game. Right. And so uh, be passionate in it,
3: but discard it to uh, make sure it doesn't hurt you. Yeah,
1: you know, because I, you know. I'm a nut fan. I, I, lo- I love the Raptors as much as anyone else. And, uh, you know. He it, loves it, them the most. Uh, oh, <laughs> thanks. <Well. laughs> uh, and it, it hurt, but it's also just like, it's uh, also just a, a footnote and a hilarious part of, of NBA history to watch LeBron James do what he did against us. So it, it's real. It's It'll be a scar tissue for um for the I, Raptors big time. I didn't time. I
3: didn't plan on asking this question, but uh what hurt the most for you?
1: What hurt the most? Yeah. Um what like okay, I, like even you yeah, can't, you I can't think, even joke it off. You saw it and you're okay. like ow. Uh probably yeah, what you were talking about seeing the regression that we saw in games 2 and 4 and and to see that right re- it was
3: like full on like 6 foot person like regressing all the way till they're back in outside of a womb totally
1: and like me, the regression was so full exactly it went right back to when our me and our other brother and his wife and my good friend James went all the way to Washington to watch the sweep right and to yeah it's always disheartening to see your team play so flat in an, in, an a, uh, elimination game. You want to go out swinging and the, the second quarter and the fourth quarter where even being as optimistic as I am hard to watch.
3: Mm, yeah. Um, That's a good question. so yeah. Uh, basketball trauma. Uh, you know, actually let's just say, yeah, it is real. I won't even ask that question. <laughs> how, how did the Raptors get
4: rid of the scar tissue? And what, what, what was the, what was the toughest thing for you to watch? Um, when it comes to the trauma question, I feel like it was there until listen, it's the same answer. Like, I don't feel like basketball trauma really kicked in, and it's the same as the disheartening moment until LeBron hit that turnaround jumper in game one. When he hit that turnaround jumper oh, yeah. to send it no. over time, that's when everything, like, kind of like they were still kind of holding on, they lost by one, but as soon as game one was done, like, it was real. You notice, like, the game games two and four were the big blowouts, and then, so you had some breaks and like a fresh scenery. But mm-hmm. every close game was like that was it. Like you couldn't and, bounce back from a close. And
3: game three was yeah. weird too, because anyone who watches a lot of basketball knows yeah. that you expend so much energy making a comeback. Yeah, that. That that game wasn't as a close as close oh, as
1: it appeared. No, no. you know what I mean. It wasn't I know, like I know
3: LeBron one. hit that insane shot and won the game, or whatever. But but they
1: was, played a game and a half uh, that game in terms of their energy exactly. to yeah. get back um, into that. Like
4: every I, I know a lot of people, and I know like even like the heads on like television say the same thing. Had had they won game one, it would have been a completely different series, and mm-hmm. I think it would have been because it would have been like that would have been like two That's, ghosts. Yeah kind of off their back.
3: That's like usually even true for a lot of basketball.
4: Yeah. Yeah. But even like in the Washington series, like they won game one and they felt like there was an energy of like, there was a relaxation. So they like, won game one and then they held on for game two and then they lost the next two and you didn't feel like things were out of control and they were going to lose. Like even the demeanor, like the demeanor of the players coming back home. We're like, yeah, we, we messed up. We got this. And like, they went out and just took care of business for the next two games. Like that for like, that was a six-game series that actually felt like five. But like,
1: what, what was worrisome about that to me was just the level that we were playing at. We, I was looking to see that one be a four or five-game series.
4: I don't think it was. I don't think you can look at each series and like have it carry over. It would, it would be the same thing. Like if we got Indiana in the second round, we would blast. We would have blasted them. I just
3: hundred percent agree. But um, but but before we get to kind of yeah, compare and contrast, because that's that's going to loop into my point. Sorry, I feel like I've been cutting you off. Yet. No, it's fine. Um, but uh, Fred, Will, chill out. I know. Uh, I ignite passion. That's what I. I do. did say the f word already. You know what I mean. Yeah. So, uh, and I looked at Thomas when I said it. I feel kind of weird about that. Um, yeah. Will. Uh, I know you know basketball trauma is real. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry I even you know like lobbied that as an actual question. I said, That's a I goddamn said I'm okay. fact. I said I'm um, okay, and
1: I've but, just been rocking back and forth.
3: But will scar scar tissue? How do you how do you get rid of it? I think you alluded to this a little bit in your previous answer, but uh, I'm kind of with Will. Beyond that, beyond that, um, what is uh, what was your most painful moment?
0: Um, there's first of all, there's I don't think there's any getting rid of the scar tissue with this core group of players. Right. Um, it's like, and also what's funny about this year is I was not upset once during the playoffs this year because I knew I already knew what was going to happen. I watched them shit their pants in the regular season against both Cleveland and the Celtics when the Celtics didn't have uh, Kyrie was hurt at that point. And the Celtics were like making a run for the first overall seed or uh, yeah, the top and the Raptors just like shit their pants and rolled over and let them beat them. And I saw that and I was like, nothing's changed. This is literally the exact same mentality and group of guys. They've always been, and they are about to be absolutely humiliated in the playoffs at some point because it's, it's like, so it's, I don't think this group, I mean, if they won a championship, I honestly would be like, okay, I'm at neutral. Like, the joy <laughs> the that was from the championship yeah. would take me back up to zero. What so like <laughs> a bad time I have had watching them. Because the other thing is, too, like, the Wizard series, also watching them those two games in Washington, uh, three and four, it was just like, you watch that and you're like, these guys don't, they don't have it. They simply do not have the focus and the energy. Like sh- I get it. Shots don't fall. People make mistakes. Like those or like other teams just beat you because they're better. But those two wizards games, it's like, this is a team that like just like really falls to pieces when uh, push comes up. I mean, that was the first playoff series. They won, like kind of convincingly in the elimination game. Cause the bucks last year, they won because the bucks failed their comeback. It's like,
3: yeah, it was it, very, it's it, very similar to uh, our game three in Cleveland. The bucks literally yeah. like Giannis had nothing left when he complete like, you know, he he, had, he he didn't have enough to complete the comeback.
0: Yeah. And it's, and then you watch like um you watch the Celtics who are absolutely the least talented team. Although the Cavs are, really bad
3: don't, like, don't get me started on on people calling horford and tatum and Rozier untalented and brown but oh like, my god those four that, players I mean, are fucking fan the, those, a lot. they're yeah. all so good they are I can't amazing handle this anymore this is like yeah you, the, that's a top those are yeah like, i can't even get started okay like, you know what can, can i just like hold here for a second does anyone here really think demar derozan or lowry is better than al horford yeah,
4: Al Horford.
3: Yes. Than Al do I think? Do I think they're better? Lowry, but...
4: Do I think but they it's... have the same ceiling as Jason Tatum? Like Tatum is playing unreal. Who saw Rosie? But, but sorry, out? I, I but like I, I jumped on Will's point.
3: So because because I, I I do but, think that Brett Stevens keeps getting credit for players who've made themselves good. I think Brad Stevens is getting
4: credit for a lot of top three picks. Like, come on. Yeah. Like how many top three picks are on the Raptors? That team executes is the thing. Like they really do execute
0: like that unless you're like expertly coached in a way that everybody both understands and buys into. So like that talent, like you can look at the Raptors and you're like, there is just like, they just don't execute. Like, Particularly DeMar DeRozan. I mean, I don't know, it's kind of unfair to blame Casey, but like or um and the Sixers are young, but like that team just the Celtics don't make mistakes. Well and, and- they might end up in the NBA finals just because they made the fewest mistakes out of the, the four For sure. teams yeah. that were left in this round.
3: And I think with Brad Stevens and Casey, like a fundamental difference is Brad does not trust his players. When they do something wrong, he calls a timeout and he'll call, he'll, he'll pop style, call a million timeouts in a row and he'll take someone out of the game. And Casey's like, I, I trust my players. But also, sometimes he trusts them when they go on like a 20 point uh,
4: he wants, regression. Casey wants his players to shoot, him, shoot them way out of it. Like, he wants Lowry to come back. He wants, yeah. like, and like, that necessarily might not be the case. So it gets into another point. But, but like, but I don't think people realize the luxury Brad Stevens got because the Brooklyn Nets had in net management. Do you know what I mean? Like, Oh man. I mean like I'm so glad someone else is on this podcast saying this. Cause like
3: like, if you add up all my Brad Stevens slander time, it's probably like a significant amount of time that I, I I maybe should be working on other things in my
4: life. Brad Stevens doesn't have to worry Brad Stevens didn't have to worry about being good and having that kind of freedom would kind of make you feel better. Where D- Dwayne Casey is like I'm coaching for my job every year. Yeah. That is a very different mentality to go into a season.
3: So wait, Will, I I think we jumped on you again. Were you did you, you have any more at that point or no?
0: I mean, there's no um I like I just this team isn't going to repair the damage that they sort of done to all right. of our psyches. And again, it's like It is the type of thing where it's not just, like, losing. Like, people keep talking about, like, oh, the Raptors are unlucky to run up against LeBron James. It's like, that team sucks. That team got taken to seven by the Pacers. And, I mean, Oladipo is clearly an incredible player. But, like, the Cavaliers are a really bad team. Like, they are just lacking in – like, they have the – Kevin Love and LeBron James have the kind of talent around them that, like, Kobe and Shaq did, and I, it, I think team, you're right. The team is bad, and I ju- I think if the Pacers had beaten the Cavs, the Raptors would have come in like we don't got to face the Cavs, we just got to face the Pacers, and the Pacers would have absolutely rolled in and kicked the fucking shit out of them. <laughs> really, because they just as would as have the been Raptors, hyped up from disagree. beating LeBron, and like they just would like the team. It's it's beyond just like losing. It is. Like literally getting humiliated. Like I keep coming back to this, but it's like getting humiliated that way sucks. Like I could handle being a Grizzlies fan and just sure. knowing every playoffs you're just not quite going to be talented enough. But right. like they're still going to play hard, and they're still going to like sort of reach their ceiling. Or I think close I think Miami ceiling. was kind of like that this year. Kinda. Miami, yeah, like they just don't have that much talent, but it seems like they fight oh, really yeah. hard. That that team is awful. I mean, Spolstra is maybe the best coach in the league. Like Spolstra's I don't know amazing. how he does I love the I shit say, he does. I, say, I think he's great. Absolute garbage dumps.
3: Um. I, I, okay. Uh. My take here is basically what? as far as the trauma and scar tissue, I think you kind of nailed it, Will, when you said that there's no removing that from this team. Yeah. Um. Sp- I think specifically Larry DeRozan. I don't think there's removing their playoff failures, um, even though, you know, there's, there's a lot that you know, the, the, there's a lot um, of numbers and kind of that sort of thing behind uh, Lowry, really not having that bad of a playoffs this year. And yeah, he was good. He was, he was actually just, he, he got, he got that monkey off his back, which DeRozan kind of did last year, but I think DeRozan went back into high effective usage in his regression. So really doesn't paint a, Good picture for him. Now, I don't know if this is like an adjacent point to yours um, or if it's actually kind of um, the opposite. But I think the thing that uh, killed me the most is that Indiana did a couple things really well. You know, Thaddeus Young shadowed uh, love and uh, they were very physical with LeBron. They fought through screens. They did a bunch of, a bunch of basic things that this Raptor squad didn't do. Uh, our, our defense was very high concept. But you, but as you saw in the regular season, which you touched on a little bit as well, Will, when, when the going got tough in fourth quarters, our defense was not tough. They weren't effective. Um, they couldn't just get that one stop over the course of a longer, uh, like a 48-minute game or, or the season. It worked out. Like, the numbers worked out. Um, But what killed me, I think, is is the fact that Indiana played Cleveland so well. And and though I agree with you a little bit in that Cleveland is, is certainly not as bad as they've been, I think they basically had Love and Tristan Thompson injured for massive parts of the year, had about four to five players who were just like, Locker room disaster, circus shows, uh, had to overplay LeBron. Still won fifty games and were very injured in the first round. Um, Tristan Thompson came back in what game seven? Came back in game seven. dropped fifty had fifteen and ten. Right, and so so I think that I think what happened was, and you're seeing it with Golden State as well, is they turned it on in the playoffs. They mailed in the regular season and they turned it on. They just waited till they played us.
4: I don't. And, f- well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say they exactly turned it on in the playoffs, but they used seven games to actually get some shit together. Yeah, like people keep looking at that Indiana mm-hmm. series, going, Indiana took them to seven; they would have killed us. Which I feel like mm-hmm. is like fundamentally false for a few reasons. But like Indiana is a big matchup difference than Toronto. They play very different. They play very physical. Thaddeus young is a thicker dude than OG is. They have like bodies they could throw at them. They have like no care in the world. Um and like that's the first time that squad played together. When game 1 hit, that was the first time they played together. When game 7 hit, that was the seventh time they played together and LeBron can figure things out also, in you, 7 games. You have to give
3: Lou credit for saying no new friends. So he basically yeah. beat the crap out of us by saying if you're one of the guys who's part of this new trade, you're not playing. Nance benched, Clarkson benched, and he didn't do any of that against Indiana, and he also well, actually sorry George Hill was, George Hill but George Hill big, but George, George is Hill a better, yeah, is a better as a better but basically Rodney he, Hood he, didn't he play on Love Smith Thompson LeBron and George um, Hill George Hill uh, but 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 again like I, I it's weird I don't want to get into an apologist type of stance because I don't want to give this Raptors team too much credit Thomas I know you're itching to say something but we got so much to get through here so I'm going to just lob the next question at you
1: oh man just quick point okay. Hit me up. I think Will's right uh, and I think other people are right too I think this Cleveland team <laughs> is bad are you telling me multiple truths can exist at the same time I'm Thomas? blowing your mind Whoa. I just saw Avengers Doctor Strange what up blowing minds <laughs> <laughs> Uh uh, yeah, but I I think well, I think you're really you're you're right that they're, Cleveland's bad. But I also think LeBron is LeBron, like and we did get LeBron and many like many before and likely many after. He he just he went bananas on us. The amount of 40-point games that he's had and already what is it? Uh, Eleven games. Yeah. There's been he has something like four or five forty. His point
4: numbers games. in the first two rounds are almost identical. They're I like,
1: think Cleveland is bad, but they also just have this guy that are just, they bad though? They That his historic
3: uh, they're offense. Vi- they, like again, like the last three years, like they're I, I, they're bad at defense. I think.
4: I think they're. I think people expected so little of them because they played so poorly at right. points of the season but they're not bad. I think that notion of them being bad is like, yeah, it's I guess what, I, is what okay. getting people. Uh, it's people, I, getting not, people. So, so speaking
3: not, of bad, we got to move on here. Thomas, who was your biggest disappointment in the
1: uh, season
4: for, oh, sorry, season? sorry, in the playoffs, in the
1: playoffs. Uh, it's gotta be a Baca, a after spending coming with us and then uh, getting a full season to get his feet wet. Uh, something like he was obviously very good for us in so many different parts in the regular season but come the playoffs that guy was there in game 1 and then we almost many times maybe we shouldn't have even suited him up he was he was very bad he didn't for start me. in game 4 yeah that was the first time in his playoff career he didn't start and it was like that probably should have happened sooner
3: okay uh yeah who who's your biggest
4: disappointment it would probably <laughs> I would have, like, I'm not going to say the same answer because it's probably Ibaka. Um, but it's okay.
3: If, if there's a unanimous disappointment <laughs> yeah, that's among not... this tire fire, you know what I mean? Like, maybe there's one tire that burned brightest. You know I mean? <laughs> that's true.
4: But he was the guy who, like, we needed to step up. He's yeah, the guy with it. He's uh... been to the finals. He's, uh, he's, you just kind of expected a little bit more, more not a veteran, I should, You should, expected he, a lot more out of him. Should his role have been simplified?
3: Like, get some blocks, get some rebounds. Don't worry about the threes. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, just to like re-engage him. I don't think because, like, because he was like yeah. and I said this before in the podcast, but like, we were a Swiss Army knife team, and he's our most Swiss Army knife like player. But he you're does, just like, not
1: you're not paying him to be like, hey, we actually don't need that much out of you. You're we're paying him to be like. The third head of our dragon, you know, and we needed right. him to be knocking down open half pepper. of yeah. the the stuff that he was
4: hitting, half of half of what he was hitting. We needed him to be a threat, and he couldn't dribble. And after game one, against Washington, because he dropped what twenty two in that first in that first game. Yes. Yeah, he
1: was, yeah. He was um, great. Shot, after that he shot from, very well from three as well.
4: Shot very well after that first game. Then you kind of like. You had some hope, and then and then and then, and then the, he disappeared, and you he, needed him to be like this threat. Um, I, I, yeah, I'm. I, it's very close between him, Lowry, and it's. I can't get away from the core. Like if I'm, hey, gonna, if I'm I mean, yeah, the I core
3: did. all underperformed their contracts. If you want to compare them, what about to outside about like of the people. core? Who
1: would we all pick?
3: Um, wait, let's go to Will first. Will, who's your most disappointed player?
0: Well, I'm not gonna say Abaca, because I think Abaka stinks and has been riding his reputation that he had sort of free having to be the second option. Like Abaka has uh been inconsistent and unreliable since he was forced to be the second option in Oklahoma City that year uh Westbrook was out. Like he is not reliable and he's older. So he's not as athletic anymore. He just, I truly, this contract is one of the worst ones in the history of the Toronto Raptors. Like he was not reliable all season. He took games off all season. He like gets distracted. He gets lazy. Like he drives me nuts. He uh, definitely is
3: unreliable and, and for sure was not bringing it. He
1: got so many texts this year and bad fouls from just, like, and then part of it was like, oh, I want to see that, like, yeah, that passion and stuff. But then it was bordering on the line of
0: too much. To so be we like, all
1: agree.
3: Ibaka, out of all that, of our stinkers, no, stunk
0: no. it. Well, mine is, um, okay. mine would be absolutely 100% uh, DeMar, because it's like, Lowry was, like, Low- I don't think Lowry had a bad game all playoffs. Like, game four against Cleveland, he didn't score much, but he still was, like you know, there and present and, and playing at least perfectly fine. And you want maybe more, well, for sure, more than that. If the guy's going to be like your best player, but he was like very good through the entire playoffs. And it's like, so DeMar doesn't even have the excuse of, you know, feeding off of Lowry's bad attitude. That's kind of happened in the past. He can, just,
1: can I just nominate, that's a good sucked ass.
3: can I just nominate, um, Bebe for trying to take a charge on LeBron at half? <laughs> It's <laughs> like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, that was great. As far as insane shit to see when your team is like already down 12 points, when baby tried to take a charge and he was moving on the charge and like, they didn't even call the foul on him. They just like let, let it play. Cause they were just like, what was that? Like it was,
0: it was, it, it was a disaster. Um, wait, you're saying that was bad that he did that. Cause for me, that was probably the highlight of the series. <laughs>
4: Oh, okay. You know yeah. what? Um, OG was the highlight of my, series. in the playoffs. Uh,
3: okay. Well, I think, I think we got, I think we got Yao's yeah, first answer. Uh, OG, she is here. He um, uh, the guy who performed, you know,
4: outperformed his expectations the most. I like, I like, I just really like the way he played. I feel like this is one of those, like, okay. And this is me thinking this through and then sort of agreeing with will. Um, Actually, more agreeing with Will. It hey, is hard to take. If we have opinions change, can we yeah. just say that that's okay? It's okay. Yeah, we're <laughs> not. I'm not
3: a. Do- I'm not a. I mean, obviously, I am with Brian it is Stevens, but everything else, you know, I'm willing to change. Listen, when you're well, leaders leader,
4: you're going to change
0: over and agree with me. I think it is absolutely fine to change your opinion.
3: Okay. Yeah. So if you want to join Will at some point, then I'm more. Thanos, with, you know?
4: I'm more with Will in the sense of like. This core has like some bad memories, and those bad memories can be infectious.
3: They have some ghosts in the nursery. Is that fair?
4: Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, sure that's not fair. fair at all. So, with uh, Van Bleek and OG, who I like, probably those two players I like the most in playoffs, uh, they were probably the least afraid when they played. Uh, they kind of just took it as it laid and they went out there. It would be really disappointing to have them kind of infect like infected by the ghosts that haunt DeRozan Lowry right so not so much Casey still but when you have like those players kind of like shrink up when they see LeBron it's a little bit like I don't want to see OG next year kind of shrink up like he has like a pretty high roof and he'd be mm-hmm. I think he was a little, a little bit of a steal in the draft not I'm not saying the best player he's probably a top five rookie but like just a little bit of yeah, a steal the no, drive.
3: When, when you get a top five uh, rookie that's drafted in the twenties, that's pretty great. Yeah, it happens. Um, Will, who is your? Uh, is it also OG or is there someone else who uh, outperformed their expectations the most? Uh,
0: I mean, I think uh, OG played. Um, it, it's. I, I thought Siakam was going to end up with uh, OG's role. Me too. That OG would be yeah. nervous, but he's just like his the, his boringness even translates to. Him, like, you can't intimidate him because he's just not interesting enough to be intimidated. Yes. <laughs> he is, he is such like, a. He, he is just, he's just yeah. like a man who goes out and plays hard. And I mean, he like hit the rookie wall for a bit, but it wasn't because he was like. Bum- like, he. Uh, That's I fine. I really like the way he played, but it, uh, for sure, I think Valanchunas, I mean, the game won, missing all those shots, missing all the putbacks at the end. JV was live, like, yeah. He, Valanchunas was like, you know, he was there, and he played absolutely as well as he could have, and uh, especially against Washington. I mean, Gortet maybe beat up on him a little bit in, like, three and four. But, I mean, there were games where literally nobody was rebounding except for Valanchunas. It's like everybody else had two or three rebounds, and then and, Valanchunas yeah, had, and, like, 15 and or scoring, 16. too. He just was so integral in that first round. And like, I I really think he played as well as he possibly could have. And I, I'm like, I, I also have a soft spot for him. Cause I wrote him off this year. And then he ended up actually, you know, figuring it out and putting it all together. That's yeah.
4: the, that was my, like one big reach this year. It was like uh, JV needs more time. It's he everyone. He's 25 be. years
3: old. So kind of makes sense. Um, Tom OG JV, somebody else, JV o,
1: OG, all of them, both of them. Yeah. Um, because yeah
0: oh, the, the whole team they all <laughs> the whole team expectations. uh
1: no i guess <laughs> so, if i had to pick one i would pick og because he's a rookie and you just you wouldn't expect him any rookie to be able to go up against john wall and lebron james and and do what they did yeah. but jv's got to be a close second but he just got yeah i was gonna jump in on you will and just say like it, it When nobody was scoring, we were going into him, too, and he was just a beast for us. And then we needed someone to lighten the load for him when he got gassed, and we just couldn't find anyone else.
3: Yeah, so I think for me, the way I look at OG is like, wow, we have someone uh, on a rookie contract who's already as good as Otto Porter. That's awesome. Um, And with JV, though, he's the one who outperformed. I I thought he was going to get run off the court. In game one, in, in the first quarter of game one, like I just pace. in Washington or yeah, in, Cleveland in Washington. Okay, and just in terms of pacing, I did the, not <laughs> the, the, the fact that he made himself so invaluable was just okay enough on defense. That because because keep in mind, okay on defense um, for a center is just so much more important than anybody any other position. So yeah, I, I think that him he needs to be adequate on defense, but. No, is like I think he, he even showed that you know you, you can maybe run the offense through this guy like not fully obviously, but like, if you compare yeah. him to someone like Serge, his offensive bag of tricks is much bigger, and he
4: clearly seems to be one of the elite rebounders in the NBA. I think it's just can I, his defense be good enough for. Him I think standpoint? people are so enamored right now with the three point shot that they kind of forget that like he's a matchup nightmare, and he's a matchup nightmare in both in both series. Like he's just. Yeah. He just kind of beats people up. And when you have small, someone smaller, Although, and he's a little bit of a rage, I got to say with Cleveland, it, it definitely seems like when JV starts getting
3: going against Cleveland, it just feels like that's what they want. Cause that that's when it really gets into the trading twos for threes. That's when I felt like yeah. we lost our identity the most. Yeah. Cause it was kind of like, I don't know. It's like they're playing love against JV
4: for a reason. Like it works, and they're it, playing him because offense. Like yeah, on the other I mean. end, it's it's a that's trade I mean. off.
3: Yeah, exactly. It's a trade off that's better for them than us. If it,
4: yeah, when when things go well, um, for sure.
3: But uh, okay, I, I, I got a couple more, uh, couple more questions for you, boys. Couple more hard um, takes.
4: Like I will say, I am disappointed.
0: I would have really liked to have seen the pa- uh, series against the Pacers, just because I really think that, like, I really think JV would have. Just like really kick the shit out of whoever they threw at him oh. in that series, and they just—I the think Indiana we would have—does not have the shooters to counteract that the way Cleveland does. And like, I just really like watching Valanciunas just like maul whoever's in front of him for 28 minutes. It's pretty fun. Yeah, he, oh, it's um, amazing. I love it. So, he's so big. It's like I think people forget that Valanciunas is so big and so strong because he kind of looks like he never looks. Like he never looks mad or has like a tough guy expression. He always looks a little bewildered. He's or a bit goofy, befuddled even honestly. when he's playing
4: properly. Listen, he likes so like, Beach.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the weirdest thing, too. I love that. Um, but uh, no, I, I, th- I think with JV, um, yeah, there's there's almost like you decide someone is capable of something. Until they prove otherwise, and I agree with you. I think it would have been big in the Indiana series, and just, just, just that's in, why I feel like every when people are like Indiana would have
4: killed us, I am like, no, that's not a well, matchup.
3: Okay, man. so, so for me, I, I, I honestly don't know, but I think that you know the whole like bend but don't break thing. I think that every single team in the Eastern Conference would not break us. So I don't know if we would comfortably win against them, but I don't think there's another star on another team. And it's, I think specifically a dynamic of a love LeBron pick and roll or LeBron Corver pick and roll. I don't think that exists in the Eastern conference. Um, like there's there's no there's definitely in the west but there's no one I can think of in the west there's no or in the east uh no combination of players that would that would make the raptors give up on their identity like we saw it a little bit with the wizards but we were able to kind of bend but not break
0: um I think if the sixers if the sixers had were like two years further in like had I agree. One or two more years experience. I think the Sixers absolutely is built because like Lowry hates those big guards. Yes, and Simmons would have just like ruined Kyle Lowry's life, and Lowry would have started like pouting and moping, and that would have infected the whole. T- like I think in
3: like you know what I wanted to uh, see. I wanted to see Embiid JV because I think JV would have showed out, and I think that Embiid obviously is better, but I think that JV everyone would have been like, oh wow, yeah, this guy is um. A pretty good Embiid matchup,
0: but sorry. Yeah, well, and Embiid gets like worn out. It's he, watching it now. Him having to play every game, he has bad condition. It's like you can. It's it's like the guy is just you know he only played like fifty eight games this season. Yeah, He's totally not. Acclimated to playing this much. That's why Boston so it, and Philly it's, fans.
3: It's like have fun with Irving, who never plays, and Embiid. Oh my gosh, plays. they have so much trade capital. Um, it Pisses me off. All right. But yeah, sorry, yeah. <laughs> I know. I always just gotta throw in slander. They, they have a very, very uh, um,
0: positive futures. They have okay. an, an embarrassment that, of riches. I mean, that's the other thing about the Raptors too. Is when people talk about walking them back, it's like, it's like even if LeBron leaves, it's like, yeah, let's bring them back so we can get humiliated by Philadelphia and Boston as well. Yeah, but
3: I just like I I think back to that point I made with LeBron, I think I think he's the only one who had the ability to humiliate this team in the East. I 100% I think, agree. I think because Harden us, could. The team
0: is going to humiliate us. Who like when they've got Hey if Hayward and Kyrie come back, like like back to what they were, I think that is going to be the kind of team that like you just especially since every every Raptors fan already hates the Celtics. It just gonna be going to be the kind of game where you're like, I don't know, let's just like go to a bar and watch it there so we can just get so drunk we don't remember it. I'm
4: okay. Wait and See when it comes to Boston. Me too. I'm
3: I'm with Yao on the Wait and See, but I am with Will on the Misery. Because I I just think that, you know, similar to the old days with Dwight Howard and Harden, Everyone's like, "They're so much better with how when Howard's on the on the Rockets." It's like, "Well, that turned out to not be true." And yeah. I think that <laughs> Rozier is a much better defender than Irving and puts him in a different defensive category. I think he puts straight up, but again, obviously, but Irving's that team's
4: amazing. very different with Rozier in the backcourt because I feel like they killed. Kyrie's back there. We're not going to talk too much about this, but Kyrie's back there. I don't think the shots get spread out as much. And yeah, know, yeah the future where, where's all, all the minutes going with all those yeah, guys? I,
3: Horford's going to be a year older. Again, we're just making a bunch of uh, we're just making a bunch of speculations for a team yeah. that's probably going to be great. And also, Ainge is clearly like a an embarrassment bastard. of rich- listen. Yeah. Listen,
4: if one guy is given <laughs> a million dollars to invest and another guy's given a thousand, of course, the guy with a million dollars is going to honestly, make more money. and that's what Boston is. They have this rate.
3: Run, so. At this rate, we're somehow going to like trade OG for Banes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I think that's what the rap. That's what's going to happen to the Raptors. We're, we're going to be like, okay, so everything's looking good. And, and then they go back, like, oh, Ainge somehow got OG. Ugh. um, And, and Freddie has to... Like, up, I feel like,
0: like uh, Messiah and Ainge are kind of like uh, opposite ends of the same thing where it's like Ainge has this wealth of... Like this embarrassment of riches to work with and he's pretty much nailed all those picks. Oh, Whereas he's been so good. Masai has only had, like pretty much aside from the lottery, the like the Pirtle pick has pretty much only had, uh, like Second, you know like, late picks. Yeah, totally. But he's nailed every single one of those as well. Totally. So it's yep. like
3: that's I, why I, I, everyone I, in the Celtics, they oh, they have no talent. It's like Semi O'Jale is good. What are you talking about? Shane Larkin's not even that bad. Um. Yeah. So I, I don't know. Like they they they've, they've done impeccable drafting. Um. All right. As as usual, I'm probably running too long here. I was gonna go over Lowry and DeRozan and Ibaka, but I feel like we've been sprinkling that in, so I, I want to end on something that is gonna be a bit uh, forward thinking, even if it's negative. That's okay. Um, I'm ready. So, uh, Tom, I'm gonna to start with you Woo. since you're ready. Um, so, um, as far as our personnel, who's your biggest regression candidate? So that, so like by that I mean who's who's gonna be much worse than they were this year. So keep in mind, if you think Serge had a bad year, he has to be much worse than he was this year. Uh, and then also who is your candidate for most improved for just on our roster next year. And again, this is
1: obviously a wild guess, but wild guess. Um, and maybe it hurts my heart to say it. Lowry. <laughs> and maybe it hurts. your heart. Maybe does it? your heart. It enough? does. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, Right, Lowry could regress easily. We've seen his minutes. Age age is a thing. Age is a thing, I guess, with these young guys coming in, just dunking all over people's brains. Donovan Mitchell, like, I just can't see him lining up with Donovan Mitchell next year and having a step on him. So that's who I'd see as a regression. Okay. So, who's your biggest
3: improvement uh, guy? Uh,
1: I. You got. You got to say OG oh, because every time he steps on the court, you're starting to see something totally different. So
3: no sophomore slump from him.
1: Um, if there's one guy you could maybe bet on not sleeping at night and just never blinking and sitting on the edge of his bed having his eyes open, no regression. <laughs> OG.
0: Wow, what an image there. Are you, um, saying, are you saying
2: that's a good way to live life? No. Uh, no, I don't think it's a good way to live life, but if that's, Will, so that's how he lives his life. That's really? the guy
1: I bet on being steady for one more year. I think it was pretty clear 20, what he was saying, so. Will. Um,
0: yeah, that, like, <laughs> that's a great way to, like, die. <laughs>
3: Well, you know, at least you and Will can agree on. Sometimes there are great ways to die. <laughs> um, Will uh, who's gonna who's gonna die uh, the most next year for the Raptors, and who's gonna live the most for the Raptors?
0: Or, oh, did you say Will? Oh. Yes. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah,
3: I, That was confusing. Yes, Will.
0: Uh, I uh, I I for I think my answer for both of those is uh, Siakam because I don't think I'm like. Thomas, I don't think, OG. I just have this weird thing in my brain where I'm like, I just truly do not believe he can get worse than he is this season. Like, he just is too smart defensively, and he's oh, like, sorry, shooting I isn't great, and his passing is only okay, so, like, I don't think he's going to regress on any of those skills. I think it's possible he doesn't, you know, you never know, maybe he doesn't get much better or any better next year, but right, I don't he's think like... he's getting any worse. Right. But, like, Siakam it's the kind of thing where if that dude shows up and he can shoot, then he's like, he's like a crazy X factor. Just this like tall, fast dude running around the court and like jumping, but he's not totally disciplined. So like, he still makes dumb mistakes. Um, but I could also see a big regression where, you know, he just tries too hard to do too much next year. And I think there's a real possibility that we're going to lose Van Vliet over the summer. And I think that'll have, that would have a, could potentially have a real impact on him too. If he's only working with Wright as his point guard, I think he might struggle then, but uh, yeah, I, he's just like a guy with a lot of tools that are still, you know, and he's, I think he's like, was he 24, 25? Like he's not as, he's not super young. Um, so like, I just think, and also a guy who, you know is that athletic there's also always the risk of him just tearing his I- acl and then that's it but like it, i just feel like he has the potential to just go full jamario moon and uh <laughs> just like kind of fall apart as he tries to do too much
3: remember that jamario Rune, moon rebound though mm-hmm. i remember that yeah um yeah who's your regression <laughs> candidate who's your uh giant leap candidate uh
4: my this all depends on like personnel mm-hmm. i think my giant leap would be og but that all de- depends on who's around him, uh, and I think we keep hitting him points before he was kind of fearless. He he has a bunch of like the tools. I think we kind of nailed that pick. We got lucky. Uh, I just like where he's going. I like how we took LeBron head on, and we have like we could have something very special there. Um, my regression is Lowry. Sadly, uh, I mean it does make sense. Like he's turning thirty three. There's uh, a there's a bunch year, of things he like, plays he plays a position which well, requires which requires a lot where like the most elite players in the league play there the, listen uh, Lillard's not getting any worse now he's going to get Simmons Kyrie and Rozier are, are in Boston there's the draft coming up which has a few good point guards mm-hmm. coming in there um, drug like even to like challenged him and took him pretty far like there's a lot in there. And like that position requires a lot, unless you're, unless his like three point shooting starts to get up to like the staff range, yeah. like, and he starts playing the hard nose defense. He started like he was playing like three years ago. It's just a hard matchup for him to like still be there. And our team, I don't think it's so much is personal regression, but like our team can't go as far if he's not going as far. And I don't think he's going to go much further.
0: Yeah, it's gonna when be... is this thing where every fucking point guard is like six foot five now? Like when the hell did this happen where like every point guard is LeBron huge? I kind
3: of it, think that's a bit of a response. I mean, the, that's a fun, fascinating thing because I, I mean, this is a whole different tangent, but but, but, like, but we brought up, um, uh, actually I think it was with the uh, you and Ennis will, where we talk about like what will swing the pendulum. And I think it might be like average height, six seven teams and i know that g-state already did that but steph obviously is small but i think that like when you have you ever seen some of the the lineups phillies rolling out it's like yeah it's hard it's It's like there's no one who's less than 200 pounds and everyone is like six eight and it's kind of like that (laughs) might be the response to small ball it's just like literally having monsters
4: but that wasn't like (laughs) phillies that wasn't like that's not philly's long-term plan Philly's long-term play is to have Fultz in that starting lineup and it's then, true. like, have him, quote-unquote, be point guard, but not really be point guard.
3: Okay, here's here's my candidates. Leap, is, is it cheating if I say Norm?
4: It's no, not, uh, but... But I actually I don't, don't even think it. that,
3: which is sad. Is that wrong? Because, like, yeah. for Norm to have a better season, he just needs to, like, play <laughs> play, G, play, G, uh, play every cheating. second I think he's, like, one of the guys that, That's like, so sad. you might not um, see. No, I think the leap, Um, I think it's it's kind of like a it's two-way. Um, one, I think we will re-sign Van Vliet, although so. I kind of...
4: He's I, restricted, right? I don't
3: know what the market is, though, to be honest. And I also didn't know that he was restricted. He tweeted that. good. I knew that he was restricted. No, but I thought... Anyways, yeah. Um, so for me, it's uh, DeLon. And the reason it's DeLon is because I think that this is his first season um, where he got a lot of play. He's really good on defense. The only thing he really needs to change to become a much more effective player is his release time. He needs to put more, put up more threes and he needs to do it a bit faster. Uh, his percentage looks okay. Uh, again, he's like very playable because he's so good on defense. I think there's a chance that Lowry's minutes go down even more or Lowry kind of as an old man injury type thing. I just see, I think it's in the cards for DeLon. Um, as far as regression candidate, I think Lowry's fair, um, but a part of me is thinking Miles. Why? 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 Why am I thinking that?
1: This is a thirty-three-year-old shooter? Uh,
3: uh, yeah, I mean, like you know, Corver looks fine, but like th- there's a part of me that's just kind of like I feel like Miles might like this year was all feel good, and I could totally see him being like I was supposed to be the starter. And that's starting to kinda of happen next year. Where where he's like I don't think so.
1: I think he knows his role. I think,
4: I think he'll fair enough. But he got re- traded knowing thinking he was gonna be the starter. He for sure. No, yeah,
3: for sure. Yeah, thought he was gonna be the size he was starter. The hands down. Um I think that's it for time. But uh I love you all. Uh Yao, uh do you got anything going on you want to plug? There's
0: Wait, something. are you gonna say like what your I what like are we not gonna talk about what sort of our ideal situations for next season are? Um I guess
3: we better now that you've brought it up. Yeah, geez. you know what? That was actually on my list and I passed it by accident. <laughs> wow. <laughs> because I was skipping well there I just realized there was so much misery. So wait, you yeah, will what, what what like wait, are you are you are you saying what you think should happen or what
0: you hope will happen?
4: What's the ideal I scenario? Mean,
0: Oh, I ideal. Was, okay. For, I was thinking kind of
4: like dream
0: situation for next season. Okay, yeah,
1: let's do it. Well, yeah, let's dream a bit. So, Kerr's on the table. Okay. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Kerr's back on the table and
3: Grimace are both on the table <laughs> for oh,
0: Thomas. Woo! I'm in, guys. Okay, well,
3: dream scenario.
0: I'm going to become I'm going to become one of those insane Raptors fans who's like, "I think we should just trade uh, you know, DeMar and uh Siakam for Kawhi, and I think that would be good for both teams." Uh, I would love if uh, this is like the most depressing dream ever, but I would, I'm still going to be a little realistic. Like, I don't think a is pop. It's possible to trade him in a way that doesn't hurt the team even worse than just keeping him. So I agree.
3: All, all of our big is, contract guys are just basically
0: untradeable. Sorry. I don't think so. But, well, my oh, okay. good, my dream would be, uh, Lowry, Lowry traded for whatever, whatever assets, be it cap space or picks or whatever, same thing with Demar you let Casey go even though that breaks my heart cuz i love Casey and then you bring in Stackhouse and you just you just run the 905 champions out into the <laughs> uh NBA, well, NBA we already
3: NBA. got Lorenzo Brown that's hilarious. Yeah, like
0: i just want like so many of his G League dudes would be on the team i just think that would be so incredible to be like hey we beat the best in the G League now it's time to see how we stack up in the NBA
4: <laughs>
0: that's so dumb and hilarious. wait is
3: uh is, is stackhouse playing in this scenario is he a player coach uh
0: uh no but he is like but he's still like uh only all of his uh like court side in uh in-game uh, interviews are about who he beat um, during shoot
3: around, that's pretty great. Um, okay, that's a pretty wonderful ideal scenario. Um, yeah, let's, hear, let's hear. Tom. So oh, get, yeah, I you saving himself. I can tell. Yeah, good.
1: I want grimace and the whole gang. There, you know, that's what <laughs> sure. I was, that's what you got me thinking about. If Ronald was there, the yeah. little peach girl. Um,
0: (laughs) do the the french fry bushes count as one player or
1: (laughs) see that would be our secret weapon you know just like you get to sling a french fry baseline and next thing you know all the other teams are overweight and we're (laughs) on our way to literally a dynasty
4: and that's okay. <laughs> that's great. Um, Yal, uh, I don't know if you're if you're going to make any sense. Uh, I don't know if I can top that, but I'm going to try my best. Okay, I have a few up. scenarios. Um, this one breaks my heart, but I'll say it anyway. If you're going to get rid of Casey, the dream scenario is you get rid of Casey, you hire Becky Hammond. Okay. Um, and She's she h- amazing. And you hire a new it GM. It breaks your heart that they have to hire a woman. Like no, it breaks my heart to know, get it rid of Dig.
0: Heart to say this, but I think they got to bring in a
4: chick. You know, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> it breaks my heart to get rid of Casey because I'm defending him, and I will continue to defend him online. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> you if you're if you're going to if you're going to change a big culture, you're going to do a big culture change. Uh, you yeah. there's a there's a method to this madness. You have a new GM. Uh, you get Becky Hammond in and then you do actually trade DeMar DeRozan and some other piece for Whoa. Kawhi Leonard because Pop will actually pull the trigger on that trade because I feel like he's in her quarter and to see her kind of in a good scenario, I feel like he would let that trade happen. But wait, he doesn't gets to he do a hate bigger Kawhi? Market. I don't think he hates Kawhi. Oh, I okay. think he hates Kawhi's people, I and see. he keeps saying that, but I feel like if he wants to go to a bigger market, he would let her, like... S- kind of set her up for success and if you're going to have like if you're going to get a new coach or a new piece uh i feel like pop will be like generous because he kind of signs off of all like player movement so if you want if you really want Kawhi in toronto then you are probably you're going to have to like have some goodwill towards quick great popovich um my I, like other, I like it yeah oh, sorry that one. literally it makes the most sense i when um, the other thing we'll, is, we'll just
1: agree to disagree on our <laughs> ideal situation, I guess. I yeah. will.
4: Um, but like, I feel like the the other <laughs> ideal situation is you have to you have to trade either Lowry or DeRozan. No, sorry, Lowry first, then DeRozan. Um, but I also know that Washington's thinking the same thing. They're between Beal and Wall, and you might be able to pull something off because like no one in Washington likes Wall, and you could probably put a big package together to get a. Get him out of there, um, but you're not going to get like you're not going to trade our backcourt for their backcourt. You're going to get one or the other, and I feel like they're going to keep Bradley Beal. So somehow make some package to get Wall and down. Maybe that's enough of a culture change, but he's someone that just doesn't give a shit about LeBron
3: and I okay. like. Okay, I got it. I got it. Okay, who's ready for this? Okay. Um, it's quietly been happening for this calendar year. Okay. He's coming into his own, and by that I mean he's uh, starting to call shots. And I think he is starting to realize that he can control a franchise. And his name is Giannis Antetokounmpo. And he's going to demand a trade from the Bucs. And the Bucs are going to have to find a trade partner to get back any value. We're going to be there with just a buttload of assets. And Masai is uh, already good friends with Giannis. He so, loves him. He yeah. tried to trade up again. And Giannis him. loves Masai. Yes. So it's a nice kind of thing going on there. And I, I think it's like, I don't know if he's dramatic enough to actually demand a trade. But the way it kind of shook out this year with Prunty and Kid and and it's just, it's kind of, it's he's starting to show some edge. Like he's not happy to be... He's just not just happy to be there anymore. I don't think it's Milwaukee. I think it's the management.
4: I don't think he's happy to be in that scenario.
3: Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. So that's my dream scenario: uh, is that we we trade for Giannis and we don't um, we don't have to give up a, so much that our team is then bad. Um, yeah, that's that's my take. I don't want a bad team.
1: I don't want, I, that, I don't want a bad that'd team. That'd be great. Do you know how good a taste of the Danforth would be if Giannis was in town? are here. Oh
3: <laughs> I mean it's already pretty tasty, but I guess no, be sure. Tasty. Yeah, it'd people be might bring out
1: some like yeah, some some uh, I don't know,
3: more more some some more intense spices, perhaps. Sorry, I don't know where I was what, going like,
0: with that. That was terrible. Yeah, we should trade for Giannis. Yeah, finally a Greek guy in Toronto. Oh, <laughs>
1: finally we would get one of those. <laughs> the city would be crazy. People would love it.
3: Um okay. Uh I think I think that's I think that's it for the pod, guys. Uh yeah. You got anything going on?
4: Yeah, I have a few things. Uh, I am opening for Sam Jay uh, in May cool. 25th. Awesome. Which will be cool. Uh You're, opening. not opening, I'm hosting. I'm hosting the damn show. Damn. You can see me more than once. Where? where? <laughs> At Comedy Bar in Toronto. Cool. And then I am also in San Diego doing some comedy and the San Diego Comedy Festival. I'm competing. So I get to tell jokes and hopefully win some money or a recording contract. Sweet. Ooh. I do that now. I I do jokes on a professional and competitive level. Okay. Well, that's that's what what I'm talking about.
3: Uh, Will, I know you plugged your album last time. Why don't you just tell everyone um, where they can find it again? Uh, Hey, Freddie, what's my album called? Oh, man, I'm so good at this. (laughs) Uh, Okay, I'm trying to do the Trump thing where you're obviously bad at something, but you just tell people you're good at it. (laughs) Your album is called...
1: Stop making sense, and <laughs> it's, uh, no, it's called. It's this is all it, and it's beautiful.
3: It's it, it's it's like a it's it. Oh, I don't know. Shit, sorry.
0: So my, uh <laughs> I could tell by the way you were like, Will, you've uh, already plugged your album. You uh, you can do that again later. You just like brazenly not saying the title of it. <laughs> uh, it's the uh, it's called Fuck This Guy.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: I knew. I knew it was something oh, uh, perfect! slightly negative, but also like, you know, self-effacing and like, you know, on brand for you, but I can only yeah, picture your beautiful negative. face.
0: What's that? Yeah. Yeah. Slightly negative. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Well, it's, it's, you know, it's a little bit of negativity with a smile. Mm. That's the Will Weldon brand. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, speaking truth to power. <laughs> oh my God. Um, Tom, what, what do you got going on?
1: Oh man! Uh, today I went and saw the Avengers. That was pretty hype.
4: Oh, that's hype. That's pretty good.
1: And uh, aside from that, uh, not much going on really. Okay, awesome. Nice, pretty uh, cool
4: uh, week. Pretty cool. Yeah, week. that was a
3: really. Uh, and that's nice, like a uh, similar to the end of the raptor season. Just there to,
1: for the pod, <laughs> just a dud. <laughs> um, just, just straight up dud. Uh, I I started with something pretty cool, right? yeah, for sure. the Avengers.
4: you started and finished that full circle. circles are cool, yeah, <laughs> okay,
3: pals uh, that's been a rapture season. We will continue through the off season. um you know what, uh Matt, maybe let's try and uh, establish a regular time <laughs> or, or not <laughs>
2: well you know, I mean? you know for the for the record, they do always uh appear at five a m so that's something we should sure, yeah. Okay. That's okay. Something. <laughs> uh, you know, that's how you build a yeah. li- listenership. The Check 5 a.m. release. every day at 5 a.m. Yeah. We'll either be there or we won't. Matt, I love you. Thank that, you for that, the that season.
0: That also makes me think that, like, Matt is also a serial killer or something. <laughs> that he's just always up at 5 a.m. That's
3: what he does. <laughs> yeah, I get up to post it. Matt kills on a serial <laughs> level. Um <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Go Raps. We'll be back soon. Go Raps. Thanks, everybody.
0: Yeah, go Raps. (laughs) Can anyone around here speak basketball?
2: There it is. Thanks for listening to season five of Confederacy of Dunks. We got a couple more left before we cap it off, and then we'll have the off season specials and everything else. But uh, give us a rating on all your. uh, Fancy iTunes and whatnot, okay? Okay, bye.